0: Hello, and welcome to Nerd vs. World, episode 39 The Theory of Every Nerd. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Amy. Okay, so on this week's show, we have got Fallout from the Oscars. We're talking about that. It's been a while, so we're going to catch up with the whole Spidey now joining the MCU conversation. Especially based on
1: the fact that we were talking about this last episode and then it happened directly afterwards. Was, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to be going over the Hooked on Music science experiment that I went to uh, recently. We've got some films we've ta- seen recently, Kings- Kings- Kings yeah, Kingsman, film. yeah. A.D., you went to a steampunk doom? I did indeed. And there's a Kickstarter for a two-part indie film, well, indie web series called Rocket Man. Which I'm going to be involved in in a sound design capacity. And we're going to plug it so relentlessly. We're going to, have to the <laughs> shit out of it. Seriously. We're going to plug that mercilessly. Um, I've read the script and it's fucking adorable. And I really want to see it made. So, yeah. It's Sweet. one of its way, it's a third of its way to uh, its total.
1: Well, that's after one day, you said, after yeah? After
0: one day, yeah.
1: So, yeah. Cool. Looking fairly likely then. Yeah. All right. What should we kick off with then, gents? Well,
0: let's kick off with the Oscars. Kick off with the Oscars. Or kick off about the Oscars. Well, yeah. In your your case. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm not doing too much kicking off. I mean, I don't think they got everything right, but that's just me.
1: But before we kick, get into the kind of you know who won what. Yeah. What did you make of Neil Patrick Harris as the host?
0: Uh, I think he was let down by the writing.
1: I think he was he was as charming and as charismatic as he could have been. I don't think there was enough material for him. Yeah. There were whole swathes of the evening where he was just utterly absent, but kind of when he was out, a lot of it was very good. Um,
0: I liked his opening number. The opening number was that, great.
1: Man. It was it was excellent to see Jack Black.
0: Yeah, and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But other than that, though, no, I don't know. I just think Ellen was an impossible act to follow for anyone even mm-hmm. him I thought she was she was awesome last year yeah.
1: yeah she was very good she kind of engaged the crowd a bit more I think than yeah. uh, I
0: don't know if Tina Fey and Amy Poehler aren't doing the Golden Globes next year maybe they should do the Oscars that would be awesome
1: yeah they keep threatening to let Ricky Gervais <laughs> loose on it and stuff it's just like no, no. no I do not ever want to see him doing anything like that yeah. ever no
0: get Jonathan Ross over he can do a good job I like Jonathan Because Stephen to do it, but he's in the BAFTAs. True, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, thought it was good. I I don't think
1: that there were enough kind of skits. That, you know, there was the opening number but there weren't any you know, I, I like the kind of Lincoln's, the, the mash together yeah. skits that they do with stuff, you know. Like previous years where they you know, they're previewing the best films or whatever and they kind of do a montage of them and it was a bit of a piss day, but there was none of that. I was a bit A bit sad there was nothing like that. I thought there were a bit too many musical numbers this year.
0: Yeah, although they did the uh, live Everything is Awesome.
1: But that was awful!
0: It wasn't the greatest.
1: It was truly, truly
0: awful. Did you not not think? Um, I didn't think it was incredible. No. Um, (laughs) The dancers seemed just be doing want, whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure at one point one of them forgot what he was doing and just walked off. And
1: then were like, there, were, there was just like those three guys who were just rapping.
0: Well, the Lonely Island guys. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're cool. I like them. But they were awful. Yeah, but they're the Lonely Islands, so and they're they're the, all right. But they were awful. But they were, but they're cool. <laughs> so they were right. really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they do.
1: And then Tegan and Sara just kind of mincing around in the middle of the stage for like about thirty seconds.
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe I just like bought into it. Maybe I don't know because I I kind of liked it. Lots of
1: other people have said it was great, and I I just thought it was horrible. Uh, For for me to say that I think Lady Gaga was better than it is quite a quite
0: a thing. Lady Gaga is just incredible, anyway. And that
1: was a phenomenal kind of tribute. Sound of Music. She did a kind of uh, medley
0: of Sound of Music. It was really quite good. You can say what you want about Lady Gaga, but I think she's actually got a tremendous amount of talent. Yeah, no, I think she does.
1: And I just she's think she's fucking mental. Well, I don't even no, think she's, she's fucking mental. I think she she's kind of... very, falls, very clever. Falls she's foul of yes art but, from, you
2: know, genius madness. You know, yeah, I, I, anyway. I think she
1: falls foul of, I don't know, her, her art missing the mark sometimes.
0: Yeah. But she's incredibly switched on in terms of how the industry works, and she's incredibly in charge of her career. Hmm. Yes. Um, which I think fair. is tremendous. Um Her manager did a lecture here about a year and a half ago when we were asking him about Lady Gaga. And he said his first involvement with her was at uh, Miss Universe Awards way back when, when she was just on at the halftime interval just to sing a song, kind of as a nobody, a disposable sort of musical insolub. But she wanted the rehearsals, she wanted to be involved with the blocking and the lighting. She knew exactly how she wanted to be lit, when she wanted to be lit. She didn't care that this wasn't meant to be for big exposure. She knew how she wanted to present herself. It was after that that he became her manager, because he was just like, okay, fair enough, she knows what she wants. Mm. So yeah, ever since I had that lecture with him, uh, you've thought I've, more of it, yeah. I've had more I've, I have respect for anyone in the industry who can take charge of their career in an industry which is pandering more often than not, to the lowest common denominator in terms of what they oh, produce, yeah, yeah. So, which is a
2: mass-produced pulp of shite. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm going to this more in my dissertation, which is maybe for a different podcast entirely. <laughs> maybe, but, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I've got a lot of time for it, and she can sing.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, so yeah, I, I think
0: uh, that for me is the most important. Mm-hmm. One. It was. It was. Very yeah, talent that actually has talent, Yeah, It was very
1: yeah. nice to hear her doing something different to her own material and belting out tracks from sound yeah. music.
0: And boy, did she belt them out! She did, she was great. But her stuff with Tony Bennett as well, mm. was great. oh, yeah, yeah, especially when she appeared in Strictly Come Dancing with Tony Bennett last year. That was awesome. I'm probably the only one in the room and anyone listening to this <laughs> who even watches, strictly. Watching it. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, but I think yeah. You are. fair enough, fair enough. I like that show. I'm booking my first dance lesson soon as well, so it's all good. Cool, but yeah. So but anyway. we'll have
1: you on there, Pasodoble in no time, sir. So. Yeah,
0: Argentinian Argentine Tango. That's what I want. All that fashion.
2: Original, original Argentinian Tango. Argentine.
0: No, oh, well, uh, an interpretation that my between two had, like, dudes mom. at knife point. <laughs> is that like
1: that's fizzy... the original?
2: Yeah, the original is it.
1: that like fizzy guava Argentinian Tango. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: took me a while to get that. <laughs> I'm ashamed to you say You know it. when you've been tango. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Moving swiftly on to dance, drink-based puns. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Let's get to the awards. Yeah, t- yeah
1: the, the who won what. I mean, obviously, there's my usual gripe every year that sci-fi and genre films get passed over in everything but technical categories.
0: Yes, but even then, they got passed over there, too. Yeah, because there was even less representation yeah. than normal. The um, only comic adaptation to get anything was Big Hero 6.
1: Yep. And that was just Best Animated. Yeah, yeah,
0: And that's only loosely based on the Marvel franchise. Yep. So, yeah. Um, James Gunn did respond on Twitter to the people who seemed to be picking up that Jack Black was being overly critical of superhero movies. He was following on from comments that were made um, the previous night at different award shows as well. Mm. And um, th- this... ...perception that a superhero film isn't isn't a, a high art film... ...and so it shouldn't be receiving praise and adulation and awards at these ceremonies... ...and that it, people who make them aren't serious filmmakers. Um, James Gunn responds to that by saying that if you don't think that... ...the Russo brothers or Joss Whedon or himself put as much love and stuff into their films... ...as serious movie makers do... And just did. Uh,
1: yeah, well, in all fairness, from Jack Black, the guy who did School of Rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fucking Gulliver. That, was,
0: that <laughs> was a fucking part of. Yeah, but yeah. I think it wasn't Jack It's not Jack Black. Jack Black yeah. was literally just the voice of yeah. the scriptwriter at that yeah. point. It wasn't necessarily right. his. It, it depends who expressed. wrote the song. Yeah. It depends whether it's he right.
1: had any input into writing right. the lyrics for that bit or not. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: And, and given that he's one half a tenacious D, I can't really see him being that critical. Although. That's another thing that's pissed people off recently, is Tenacious D winning the um, Best Metal Award that's yeah. something recently, when they were in the category with... I think they were in the category with Mastodon and Slayer. Uh, <laughs> right, and oh, yeah, yeah. The, I can imagine tena- that would piss people off. Yeah, D right. won it. <laughs> because they're not even metal. But. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, sci-fi genre. Is it Interstellar got one, and that was... That was got it for uh visual effects. Visual effects, Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and then, you know, even in the in the kind of makeup categories and stuff, you know, I think that was Guardians was nominated in makeup and didn't win. didn't win. I think that went. Was that did that go to Grand Budapest Hotel?
0: Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. That, that got costume as well. Yeah. Um, so, I agree with a couple of the awards. I agree, Eddie Redmayne for best actor. I saw through everything at the weekend. And I thought it was incredible um it wouldn't have been best film for me and it didn't get it uh i don't think birdman would have been best film either and that's what won it
1: well i say it was yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that won it and that's one i didn't didn't agree with um what do you think you should have got best film then whiplash
1: whiplash okay cool
0: my my ranking would have been whiplash boyhood birdman everything
1: yeah Boy didn't win anything I don't think did it in the end
0: um, Patricia Roquette got Best Supporting Actress yeah which yeah. is right but yeah I was disappointed by that because Linklater picked up Director and Film Awards at the Golden Globes and I, I thought brilliant they're finally going to recognise him as somebody who loves the art form
1: well yeah you know, for somebody who spent that long making yeah. a single film yeah, that kind of shows dedication to the cause do, do you know about the film 80. It basically yeah. Yeah. It's it's about a kid growing up and he's filmed it over the entire span of this kid growing up, so he's yeah. been filming it for what, 12, it, 12 years.
0: years? When well, he's kept the cast together for twelve years, kept the story together for twelve years. I mean it's just in the three hours runtime. Um it does dry a little in places, but it is the film that every every kid going off to college is gonna have much in much the same way that Dazed and Confused was a Rite of Passage movie that Mm. most of us, I'm sure, took after college with us.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, So, yeah, but I think I summed it up as a Generation X movie for the Generation I audience. Yeah. It has that sort of Rite of Passage feel, but very modern. But between that and Birdman, it's difficult to pick best director. I might have... I don't know. I might have given Linklater a director just for the sheer... Epicness just for the, of the scope of it, I yeah. think. The, the sheer storytelling scope of that. Uh, Birdman was well directed for what it was. I didn't notice the first time I watched it. It wasn't until I saw it again. That it was just like, shit. When are they actually cutting? When are they actually stopping to reset the scenes? It's like, no, it's just continuous shot. And that is an amazing technical achievement. Mm. So yeah, maybe give... Him the director award and then like to the best film or switch it up by was the I don't know.
1: cinematography rather than
0: mm, direction. I don't know. But yeah, so like, I don't know. It would have been for me. Whiplash was just the best film of the year. Mm. Well, the best of that bunch. I enjoyed Whiplash
1: a mm. lot. I think in terms of speeches, uh
0: Patricia Arquette. I thought chance, hers was a very interesting speech. Yeah, took the chance to call for wage equality for women, which is bang on. It was about time. Um, and she got some good positive reactions from audience and press following that, which is good. Uh, who else did I even see? J.K. Simmons just killed it again with his above average children.
1: Well, yeah, he, he was the, the first one up, wasn't he, yeah. for the yeah, best supporting actor. But uh, it was the, uh, the, the I can't remember the guy, what, what he wrote, the guy who kind of came up and basically started out by saying, I tried to kill myself when I was 15, 16. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I saw. The, oh. And that I thought, was a very, very brave thing to do. And he basically got up and said, you know, I, I didn't feel like I fitted in in the world. and. I was depressed and all this, and then he kept going. He basically said, You know, carry on, stay weird. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, you'll be up here telling that same thing and passing on that inspiration. And I thought that was an excellent speech.
0: Fair. I can't remember who that was.
1: Was it for best original screenplay or best uh, adapted screenplay? It must have been original screenplay. I can't remember. But yeah, we'll double check it anyway. Those and, those, and
0: go, those, those ceremonies go late into the night.
1: Yeah, indeed. But I, I thought that was a very, very brave speech. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, <laughs> the early on ones. I love, I, I love the ones right at the start where you know it's all the documentary filmmakers and the the short form and things like that. They're the people who are always genuinely very excited to, to be winning things and be up there and. Yeah, I I've, again I, I get pissed off when they try and cut people off when they're in the middle of talking. And there was the one guy who went all the way yeah. over,
0: just completely ignored the music. That was and, for Ida. Yeah. Yeah. He ignored it a few times. Yeah. Trying to tried to play him off.
1: They tried to play him off. He talked all the way over it. They eventually gave up. And then when he stopped talking, they played him off again.
0: <laughs> then he started talking again. Yeah. Top of it. yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going anywhere." So that was pretty cool.
1: So, yeah, I thought, I thought there were some uh, some interesting speeches. I mean there the, were the usual ones but uh yeah, there was not. there was yeah, of course another
0: uncomfortable John Travolta moment. The face touching. What the <laughs> fuck was with that? Yeah. But not even that, like putting his arm around Scarlett hands and kissing him on the kissing her as well. I was just like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, John, John Travolta was being deeply uh, Inappropriate? Wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very much so. because Do you remember last year, because he got somebody's name completely wrong when yeah. he was introducing them. And so, of course, they brought him back with her to present an award this year for him to apologise <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and get her name right. But then he was just kind of stood there being all creepy and hot, like Holding cupping her face in his hands and stuff.
0: <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing you'd ever seen. And that's... That's, that's what happens when you start
2: getting into Scientology.
0: Yeah, and that's on the same night that Neil Patrick Harris was in his pants. <laughs> yeah. You know? That was more awkward than MPH in his underwear.
1: Yeah. Indeed.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: well. Wow. So, yeah. I thought, yeah. You know, he probably will be back next year apologising <laughs> for that again. <laughs> it just seems to be becoming a real Or just <laughs> there in his underpants.
2: <laughs> For, for, for without being scripted in for it. Yeah, just <laughs> turn up. Yes. Just going, oh, just that was a good slightly idea. Slightly
1: bemused on stage just, in his pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to oh. digger. where did all the Scientologists go? <laughs> Why is there penguins in my living room? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yes, that was a deeply well, uncomfortable yeah, moment. It was, yeah, it was probably weird. It was definitely very weird. Um. More uncomfortable than the back of my Volkswagen. Indeed. <laughs>
1: and that's a very uncomfortable a place. So highlights of the night.
0: Um every monologue. That song and dance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it got any better than that all night. Even, yeah. you know, the, the Patrick Harris in his pants bit didn't quite top that.
0: Um JK Simmons. Yes. Winning his Oscar.
1: Yeah. Yeah, his speech was very good. Yeah. I thought that the, uh, the kind of unveiling of Neil Patrick Harris's predictions was quite amusing.
0: <laughs> hmm. I don't think what else? I disagreed with a few of them. What did I disagree with? Best film should have been Whiplash. Best director should have been Lynn Clayton. Best actor was right. Best, Best actress. Best... I haven't seen Starless, so I don't know.
1: Right, because uh, that one seemed to come out of nowhere, with no other nominations for it.
0: It was Julianne Moore that won it, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. But I don't think that film was up for anything else for the no. whole rest of the evening. That was just a kind of very left-field one.
0: Best Supporting Actress is right. In my and Again, this is all in my opinion. Of course, so in your
1: your um, humble opinion, sir. In too. my... Yeah. Why well, I think even it? on the technical categories I thought you know I think Interstellar should have been there in terms of sound design
0: Well I think I spoke on the show when we reviewed Interstellar about my feelings on the sound design for that um, and I felt the sound mixing was brave um, with regards to the use of low frequency effect mm. but yeah but yeah I think Whiplash got it didn't it?
1: Yeah I think so yeah
0: Which again, I think, just the musical element of that, I think, is is right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Cool.
1: So yes, that was the Oscars for another year. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Hopefully next year there'll be a bit more variety and excitement.
1: I I think it's unlikely. You know, I, I think. So the, the last few years, it, the film's it's winning. into its own little... Well, yeah, I think it's just the films that are winning are the ones that you just kind of see and go, yeah, that's going to get an Oscar. It's, yeah. It, it's films that are being made specifically to win Oscars as opposed to anything else.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: uh, it, it feels like it's very much gone that way now. And especially, you know, when, as we said, they're snubbing stuff, the more popular movies. You know, I, I noticed there was a lot of kind of jibes at people who make a shitload of money in films but you know will never be up for oscars because mm. the films they make just aren't oscar material
0: well, this isn't exactly a new phenomenon though no I it's mean, not no divide... but it just
1: it seems to be getting it, it the the gulf seems to be widening between what is acceptable to the to be included in the oscars and what isn't
0: yeah I know. it's the whole popular culture high culture Mm. divide is isn't it
1: yeah and i think the 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 only kind of nods they make towards it tends to be in it's in the technical categories and the animated or and that's satirically it. yeah yeah or oh, i think the only other way normally is uh, yeah, music mm. so best original songs and yeah. or soundtracks oh that
0: was good yes that was good it was glory yeah. from uh salmon that was good yes yeah
1: yeah it was a uh, well stonking tune.
0: Yeah. That was a highlight. Yeah,
1: that was very good.
0: So yes, that's cool. us for another year. Yeah, that's literally the only bit of high culture you're gonna get on this show as well. Yeah, okay. probably. <laughs> we we prefer to look at the poop Thanks, Aidy. But yeah the, 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 the popular culture. Cool. Yeah, we've got a stool chat and everything. Speaking of which, not the stall chat, popular culture. Let's just move hurriedly on. <laughs> uh, to Spidey and MCU. Indeed. So we yeah, did kind of foresee this.
1: Well, we did. We were, we were saying that it, it has to happen. So, well, we're kind of, that it should happen. Yeah. And it looks like they've found a way to make it happen. Yeah. So what's the deal with it? As far as we can gather, the deal is Spidey's going to be turning up in an ensemble movie at some point yeah. and then get a movie
0: of his own. But Kevin Faye and the guys from Marvel will be involved in the writing of those movies yes. and the plotting of those movies for Sony. Yes. Although Sony have creative control, I don't think Sony are ne- <laughs> that stupid. I think they they will just take whatever Kevin Feige says on board and go with his idea because yeah. he's proven that he knows what he's talking about. Um, my theory is potential spoilers if you haven't read the comics Civil coming War. up. But my theory is that Civil War is going to end with Crossbones killing Captain America. Um, And we'll go into the next round of uh, Avengers, Infinity War Part 1, with the Avengers without a leader in turmoil, and that is when Thanos will see his opportunity to kick off the Infinity War. Mm. And I think that film will end with Spidey appearing and taking control of the group. And the second part of that film will have the Cap and everyone back because they've been scheduled to appear in that. Yeah, (coughs) That's the way I think it'll play out.
1: Okay. Because then there was a bit of rejigging around release dates and stuff as well for for other movies, and there was another one crowbarred in as well, wasn't there? Was it the... No, because the Eternals was always in there, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. The
0: Inhumans. The Inhumans, sorry, not the Eternals. Uh, well, humans, Did you see the Agent, Agents of Shield promo for the second half of the series? No, uh, no, I haven't. No. They actually used the phrase. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She says, okay. I've, she's it's it's uh, Skye, and she's like, i something, something Inhuman." Uh-huh.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, they think they've put a Spider-Man film, a solo film, in there as well. Somewhere. Yeah. So,
1: I, but I don't know whether they bumped something else off instead.
0: I couldn't see anything missing. Black Panther was still there. Ragnarok was still there. Captain Marvel was still there. Uh, Guardians Two was still there. Yeah, I couldn't see anything missing from the schedule.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that they must have just redoed some of the dates then. Yeah.
0: Well, Guardians has come forward anyway. Guardians Two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's seventeen. Uh, that's next year. Next year. Okay. Yeah. Next year. I think. Um. Edge of Ultron. Has been moved forward to the 23rd of April. I think you yes. said that last time. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, now on the countdown.
0: Yeah. They released the poster for it today. Which is good. That's about the most you can say about it. It's got everyone there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's even got vision. Uh, Our flying is a bit empire What? Straight back? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The poster. I'm not sure I see that. Okay. The,
2: the, the original UK. Empire
0: one right? with all the kind of. Yeah, and kind of, yeah. of what you mean. Yeah, because they're all sort of the characters yeah, yeah, are all, yeah, yeah. all, all the around and There's the sh- 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 shit going on around in the background. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um there's I no th- it, it. yeah, you there's, there's, there's no one turning around and showing their eyes, you know, this time. Yeah. They've actually managed to pose the women realistically, which yeah. is an improvement. Um yeah, they're all there apart from apart from Ultron. I couldn't see Ultron. Still, lots of little robots, not actually him.
2: Or well, maybe that's just the hint set.
0: Yeah, Vision was there. Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver were there. Nick Fury was there. But yeah, no no indication of any other superheroes. No, there wasn't. So that's, that's, yeah.
1: Fair enough. Well, well,
0: we'll see how it goes. It we're, we're
1: into weeks now.
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, about seven weeks, seven yep. weeks. So excited. Yes. I'm just Which stupidly excited. Well. We don't really have anything else like this. There used to be a time you had, like, event TV that was must-watch TV that you couldn't miss. You had to stay and watch it. There was event albums. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd be just plugged for ages. this new albums coming. You'd be there on, on the Monday to pick it up when it was released. That doesn't happen in this... Modern digital age of music, no. But we still have event movies, mm-hmm. and I fucking love that we still have event movies.
1: <laughs> I think we had a brief conversation. I think at the end of the last episode, because I, I think there is still some event TV. So there was Broadchurch, which I've been yeah, sitting down yeah. and watching that every. Week. No, I think it's it's brilliant. It's really captivating TV, and you do want to sit and watch it every week just to find out what's going on. So yeah, I'm I'm behind. Broadchurch's event TV, okay, fair um, but I think it's being diluted a lot because now you're getting entire seasons of stuff released on a day.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Uh, rather than weekly.
2: Um, well, I don't know. Amazon's doing it weekly. Some so. of them are. Yeah, um, even Netflix. Is, Netflix
1: ones. is releasing Better Call Saul weekly. It yeah. Yeah. released the first yeah. two episodes and then it's weekly. But, Constantine you know, was weekly. Constantine, yeah. Vikings, Black Flag—that's all weekly. Which I don't, had Constantine finished last time we recorded.
0: It hadn't. I haven't. Because it, oh, well, it has now, it's awesome. episode yeah. 13, the I last one, Episode 13 was the last one, okay. yeah. yeah. I haven't finished that season yet. They're throwing
1: a bit of a curveball at the end that kind of, it It makes yes. it feel like a mid-season finale. It does, and yeah. And it seems to come out of nowhere. Okay. Yes. So, I'll agree with that. Yeah, which is why I went. Is that the last one? Yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: because to me it was like a, a bit of a cliffhanger for the next episode, sort of thing. Yeah, and I think
1: I think that it was meant to be. Yeah, you know, then you get a couple of weeks off, and then you get the back yes, half of the cool. season. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so it doesn't feel as strong as a season finale should. Indeed. Okay. Um, in fact, I felt the episode itself, episode thirteen, I felt was a bit weak. It was one of the weakest ones of the series so far.
2: It, it, it was a little bit. It's, chuck a few things in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, there were, there were some nice bits in it. We get some reappearances of characters from a few episodes ago that we weren't few, particularly expecting right. to see again. Yeah.
0: Cool. So check check out if get a chance. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of had to stop watching stuff because I've been doing so much reading for my yeah. masters.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to spoiler it for yeah, you, but the, the, there are appearances from people who you, you may not necessarily expect to see again.
0: Cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's good And it has its moments, but I felt the storyline of it wasn't as strong as some of the ones in the previous some of the previous episodes of the season. Cool, okay. And then, yeah, a bit of a weird curveball at the end of the episode. No worries. I shall look forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. So yeah, uh, I think I think it's weird that some series some series are being released in their entirety, and some are being done on a kind of weekly release schedule. And I don't know what. I think there that, seems to be no rhyme or reason behind whether it gets you, released in not, one or whether it gets okay. staggered.
2: Well, from, from, from if you look at the, the ones that are being uh, released on a weekly basis, it's the ones that the actual um, networks have devised yeah. or, or done themselves. Whereas the other ones that's been released in whole sections is ones they've bought
1: licenses. Well, no, because Netflix is releasing the whole of Daredevil in one day. The whole of the new Daredevil series—they're releasing the whole thing in one okay. day. Yeah, but
0: well, yeah, well, previously, is, is previously, is Better Call Saul only on Netflix? That's Netflix, yeah. Only on Netflix. Yeah. Only on
2: Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because to me, yeah, the, 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 the theory works. You know,
0: okay, because I, yeah.
2: I yeah, the Amazon I, original series and all the Netflix original series that I've watched previous to that has been, you know, yeah. week week at a time. Mm.
1: Yeah, and then there the other Netflix, or Netflix like Hemlock Grove, they released a whole season of that in yeah. one go. House of Cards is
2: the thing. The second season was done. weekly no, it wasn't. No. Oh, yeah. it was all in one. It was one all in one session. go? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, That's fair,
1: fair call. So yeah, there, there seems to be no rhyme or reason behind yeah. Yeah. Okay. what they decide to release weekly and what they decide to fair. to stagger. Yeah, I don't know. Right. There must be some decision making behind it somewhere, unless they just sit and play cards for it or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're
0: probably toss for it. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know about tossing for it,
0: but...
1: No. <laughs> that, that seems like a bit of a weird way of deciding. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> uh, okay. This uh, show's like a carry-on film sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Cool. So, yeah, so oh, Spidey, Spidey... Did Spidey not? <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, Spidey's joining the MCU. You're probably to step in for the cap when the captain gets shot in the head by... The Biscuits by Crossbones it would be interesting if they tie Agent Carter into that as well mm. because it's uh, Sharon Carter a uh, hypnotised Sharon Carter and Crossbones who gunned down Captain America and the course steps so yeah it would be interesting to see if that comes along mm-hmm. Agent Carter's is just awesome show
1: I've still not seen any of it
0: you have to watch it man Yeah, you absolutely have to watch it the first three episodes are a little slow. and You get bogged down with the fact that it's the 1950s, it's post-war, and gender equality is something that men can't even spell at that point. And so you're seeing this character who you know is kick-ass and who has run with the Hound Commandos, and Captain America and is just a badass in her own right, just being treated so badly. Mm-hmm. But when she does finally get given sort of free reign to come into her own she does in such a big way and it's awesome.
1: Cool. Yeah I I have to sit down and watch it. I'll just try and get hold of the whole thing and binge watch it I reckon.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think it's definitely the way forward. I think it's the finale tomorrow night. Awesome or tonight I think in fact.
1: That's that's good timing then I'll get hold of the whole thing and watch it.
0: Cool. Um next up we're gonna Kingsman Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, well, this
1: is actually the the first time in the entire time me and Emma have been together that she's gone, we have to go to the cinema to see this film. And I was a bit like, okay. Uh, I really haven't heard much about it. I think I saw a very brief advert for it and it looked like, you know, kind of a London kid tries to become a spy, bit of parkour and stuff like that, uh, without realising that it's uh, another Goldman and Vaughan production uh and also based on a comic book yeah so it and it's kind of a parody of a parody really it's a parody of the avengers which is the kind of parody of spy stuff so it's a, a very there's a lot of nods to kind of bond films and stuff in there and and how you know, the, the tropes of the spy movies but it's it, it's actually brilliant it's a kind of I'd, I'd say it's a, a a more British version of Kick-Ass okay. than anything else. Uh, it's hyper-violent, very, very silly, wonderful dialogue. And, yeah, I'm, I'm utterly blown away by it. I thought it was a fantastic film. Because I, I went in not knowing anything about it, not knowing what to expect out of it. Um, uh, for me to say Colin Firth comes out as a badass is, yeah, yeah. And he does. He's amazing in <laughs> I, that film. I did
2: actually hear a, an interview with him the other day about it, saying how much training he actually had to do with it. And he, he said a lot of it he actually did himself, because he said he did so much training for it, he wouldn't let anybody do you it. You can well from, believe apart it. Apart from a few things where they just wouldn't let him, because just health and safety. They there just are a couple of scenes in no. that
1: are just insane, mm. and they are utter chaos going on around it, and they are just these massive fight sequences and I've never seen anything like them.
0: They're amazing. So, yeah. Not it, even the um, the loft scene at the end of kick One. 1? Uh,
1: like, it's, it's, it's on a par, if not better than that. Okay. It's just so insanely good. Sweet,
0: okay. Because the thing is, I went to the cinema quite a lot over the last two or three months. And before... Well, after the end of the trailers and before the film starts, every time... There was Samuel L Jackson doing this really awkward piece to camera about View and Kingsman and that kind of put me off seeing the film. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, he He looks like he's reading a cue card and he's just not into it. Mm. So if he's not into it promoting his film, why should I watch it?
1: He comes across as, a, as an interesting bad guy in this. Okay. Yeah,
0: it, it's
1: very, very out of his normal character. I think he's a a kind of lisping billionaire internet philanthropist turned megalomaniac. (laughs) Fair. Yeah, and there are some wonderful dialogue choices in it, just, you know, they're, they're sat down eating at McDonald's and stuff, and there's the puns on the. Thank you for a, a happy meal. And it's, yeah, it's just there's some wonderful, wonderful bits of dialogue. You just, yeah, you have to see it just to <laughs> to get them. But yeah, though it was excellent, a really, really well done film.
0: Okay, i us check it out.
1: Do so. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope there's more of them. That'd be good. Oh, well, I've heard there is a sequel. That right. would be good. So. But yeah, it, it's just uh, going to prove to me that you yeah, Matthew Vaughan and Jane Goldman can do no wrong when yeah. they're paired up. Yeah. I, I do, I've not seen them do a bad film. So yeah, that was that. <laughs> cool. Go, watch Kingsman.
0: It's great. <laughs> do you want to tell us about the steampunk party you went to, Eddie? Yeah, well, it was a, a, a te-
2: steampunk teen dance extravaganza of a, of a local local event from a couple of local authors and the end
1: yeah because we were supposed to be going along yeah. but uh, car no, trouble unfortunately meant uh, yeah. that <laughs> yeah. we couldn't make it in the end because yeah. uh,
2: yeah. we didn't know you were going yes it was it was kind of last minute but um, yeah because I didn't know whether the children were allowed and stuff like that so mm. it was something fun to take uh, my daughter to so yeah. which is great and she came away with a with an octokitty made by <laughs> made by Jess yes but yes yes, <laughs> make so some I, very interesting toys the my, octokitties <laughs> being, some, being some of them <laughs> <laughs> with button eyes, yeah. But no, it it was it was very very entertaining. It was it was a great day. Um, some really lovely people um, for a very for a nice small local event. It was yeah. it was well worth uh, going to and supporting as best we could. Um, yeah, my my daughter loved it. I loved it. Because
1: um, did they actually teach you how to do? Yeah, there various some. Dances. Yeah, yeah,
2: there was two two people who uh, came along for various one for waltz and one for sort of medieval. Dance, um, mm. yeah, Some poetry and some readings from the books that was been released, and
1: uh, a few musical interludes. Yeah, because we we saw uh, Jessica Law. Uh, she did uh, at the opening thing at the Mr. B Valentine Ball that we went yeah. to. She was the opening act on on. Uh, was she ukulele or she? Yeah, se- jo- yes, yes, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, chromed semi-acoustic yeah, ukulele. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, very, very good. Very, very good indeed. Uh, but yeah, it's, as I said, it's certainly a lot of really lovely, friendly people there, and it was it was good to see. Yeah, I mean, see so many
1: yeah. The, the kind of local steampunk scene seems to be getting a lot bigger, which is kind of cool. <laughs> it uh, is. <laughs> a lot of people are very interested in it. And yeah, yeah. It yeah definitely I brought, seems
2: brought a new new member along with me, so yeah, it was good.
1: Sweet. Was so yeah, it was very uh, cool. I mean, Yeah, I think we're we're trying to get as many of the events as we can, kind of on the calendar. Uh, so yeah, you know, if there if there are other events and stuff going on yeah. out there, then let us know and we'll add it all onto the calendars. Awesome. Kind of promote events.
0: Yeah. Well, we have that facility on the, on the website, so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We we'll use it.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Speaking of events, what have we got coming up? Uh, not long till Sci-Fi so Weekend, the we Yeah. No.
0: It's came down in about three or four weeks, is not it? It is. Uh, yeah, it's,
1: yeah, not long at all now, because yeah, I think we know we know who's interviewing who now.
0: Yeah, so who have you got?
1: Uh, I'm interviewing. Um, I I, I've completely forgotten, Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I've completely forgotten. <laughs> no, my, my, James James Cosmo. There we go. Yes, yes. Interviewing James Cosmo. Who? Yeah, because I, I saw him at the sci-fi ball. Uh, and yeah, so I'm ending up interviewing him, and Emma's interviewing. Um, I've forgotten his name too. My, my brain's just completely gone now.
0: I think on the spot, that's what the problem is. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, Emma, Emma's doing an interview as well, and then there's a possibility that we're going to be doing some panels as well. And then we'll be around doing podcast recording things yeah. and, and hopefully some giveaway type stuff. Yeah. Uh, got a bunch of, kind of signed things and promotional gubbins to give away. So yeah, come and find us over the weekend. Yeah, uh, you there?
0: Yeah, it's number six, isn't it? Uh, this it is Saturday yes, so yes, yes. weekend, of six. Yes, yes. yes. So we we'll be hashtagging SFW, SFW six. SFW
1: six. Yeah. And of course, the other person who's going to be there is Helen Arnie.
0: Yep. Ah, Who I saw that recently. Would be interesting.
1: Who has been on the show before, and yeah. you
0: saw recently. And this is yeah. the other
1: thing we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah. There's. Really, really interesting. It was with Manchester Science and it was at the Modern Art in Oxford. And it was an exhibition called Hooked on Music. Now, it's a big experiment to try and define catchiness in songs. Ah, the application okay. for it being that there has been evidence to suggest that dementia patients can respond well to catchy songs from their childhood, to their favourite songs. Mm. The problem, oftentimes, being that dementia patients don't typically have surviving family and friends around them to be able to inform the doctors of what that person's favorite songs might have been. Mm-hmm. So the search is to try and find a generic sort of coverall idea of what makes a song catchy. So,
1: what maybe, are the hooks? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes.
0: Um. So part of it was this computer game, which you can still play, and by playing the game you are contributing to the research. Um, And there are various different types of game. The first one is one where you hear the song, if you recognise it, you say you recognise it, it cuts out for like four seconds, you have to sing along, and when it comes back in you have to say whether it came back in at the right place or the wrong place. And there's one which will play two parts of a song and ask you to choose which part you think is the catchier of the two parts and once you've chosen it will show you how everybody else has chosen in terms of the percentage of people choosing part A or part B. Um, so we did that by literally just splitting the room in two and people who thought part A was the catches stood over on one side and people who thought part B was the stood the other side. Um, so that was the first part of the ex- exhibition, the experiment. second part was a silent disco that went on for two hours um, hmm. and was just like absolutely amazing. My first ever side disco experience, and it was just incredible. I'm fairly sure that at some point I was the only person listening to one of the tracks, and everybody else was on the other channel, so you can choose between two channels that you listen yeah. to. Um, and I knew that it, the first hour of the set would be songs that were in the game, and I knew that Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, was in the game, because i played it, and I'd been saying that as soon as that song comes on, I'm just going to... Go for it because it's my jam, and that came one second. So yeah, from that point on, I didn't stop dancing all night. My <laughs> my knee was wrecked the next day. Like five thirty that morning, in fact, I woke up in so much pain. My knee was just absolutely killing me. I couldn't walk on the Saturday, but it was worth it for the crazy shapes I was I was throwing. Um, awesome. Yeah.
1: So for those. Who've never been to
0: or know what a silent disco is? Oh yeah, you, everyone's given headphones, so you're hearing the music and you don't know what everybody else is listening to. We did because we kind of like coordinated you with know, like what song you listen to. Say so, okay, we just choose the channel, but you have two channels that you can choose from. and There'll be a different track on each one. So there was a clash at one point in the night where Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody was on Channel 1, Taylor Swift, Shake it Off was on the other channel. So it's like, which one do you listen to at that point? Oh, Queen. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> for, for, for three of the five of us in our little group, Queen was the, the choice. For the other two, it was Taylor Swift. I wasn't one of the two, I chose Queen. Although I did flick. Of course you did, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, I would disown you right now <laughs> if it had been anything else. But that song's so fucking catchy. Shake It Off is just so fucking good. Thankfully, the, I have no idea what have it is. Have you not even heard the Nine, no. inch, the nine inch Nails no, Taylor Swift mashup? No, 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 no. Perfect drug, Shake It Off. No. Dude, like, seriously, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, there, is, there are so many great songs played. Lots of Bowie. Um... You
1: see now, because I, I remember years and years ago, and this, this is in the days when Tomorrow's World still existed.
2: Oh, I love that show. And <laughs> Which has now become the Gadget Show. I absolutely fun. loved it,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was one of my favourite shows on TV, you know, just watching it and going, in the future we'll all have stuff like this. And one of them was essentially a silent disco, and it wasn't headphones, it was directional sound. Yes, I remember that. So you had a dance floor, and then you did had they not speakers do that, that pointed down. I think they did, yeah. They yeah,
2: had that so, somewhere in London.
1: They'd literally pointed straight down so you could only hear the music if you were on the dance floor. If you were outside of that that thing, you'd heard nothing. You couldn't hear the music at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that kind of wouldn't work. Well, it did. 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 They showed it. It did. But how do they get the subs, uh, the low frequencies directed. I have absolutely no no idea. low frequency, they're, they're not, directional high I, frequencies yes you can focus
1: absolutely but. no idea how they did it but they did they, they did a thing of it in the studio and showed it so i i don't remember because i think i was probably about maybe 18 19 when this was on tv
2: yeah but i, I remember it being yeah of, yeah oh well i don't know how they managed to focus the low frequencies but well, maybe they no, couldn't right. entirely, and that's why. Maybe they couldn't, and that's the, why it uh, never
0: headbutt. existed. Well, oh, actually, if it was that many years ago, maybe bass-heavy music like the dance track music was now wasn't quite so prevalent. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't be an issue to focus the dance tracks of the time, which yeah. would probably be yeah. quite yeah. Bit more high bleepy. Energy. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was kind of nineties bleepy era.
0: <laughs> so maybe that was it. Maybe the the music lent itself to being focused. Mm. Really? I found
1: myself searching Spotify the other day for Satan by Orbital, and it's not on there. I was gutted.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, there's very little Orbital on there. I was just kind of like, you know what? I really fancy listening to Satan right now because it's an awesome tune. <laughs> I just wasn't there. It's gutted. So yes, yeah, that. So thank you. I, I wasn't sure what a silent disco was because that was yeah. in, in my mind. That sort of that's yeah, what yeah, I'd yeah. kind of been introduced it's, to. It's also a
0: misnomer because it's not. It's, it starts off kind of silent but at the end of the night you're just singing along with headphones on mm. and the people they're taking videos and like I dread to see any videos yeah. of my killer moves and so my is it interesting
1: when moment. you've got two lots of people dancing to two different tunes in the same space yes
0: because you're not sure what they're dancing to because it's just like I was pretty sure I was the only one dancing to Whitney Houston I'm not going to lie. If it wasn't for the fact that I knew that two of my friends were also listening to that track with me, then I would have been convinced I was the only person dancing to that song. Because <laughs> you look around and you're just they're going crazy for it and people aren't Are like... They're doing a completely it, different is dance. Is it whatever. just me? Are you listening to the same song or am I just nuts? Am I just too, too up for this track right now? Okay,
1: interesting. So is, is there any results come out of the research yet? Or yeah, well, the catchiest, really
0: at- well, apparently the catchiest song so far is be by the Spice Girls. Oh. So you've got to play this game just so that song isn't the catchiest song. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the whole, I thought it was pretty good, but given how the audience was primarily scientists and musicologists, from, from my reckoning, yeah. it felt a, a tiny bit dumbed down. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two very obvious questions which were asked. One chap asked the game designer... Um, if he develops this, if he finds this secret code for catchiness, would he use it to make himself a fortune writing by catchy pop inf- songs? By, by influencing
2: yeah. the uh, charts, yeah. yeah.
0: Or by, by writing the songs himself. Yeah. And then a second question, which is more or less identical, said, if a computer can do this, could a computer produce uh, a catchy song that is popular in sales? Now the musicologist in me hopes that that's not the case. Mm. The musicologist But well, it's in potentially me, feasible. Well, you have a number of factors to look at. You have to equate catchiness. People are wrongly equating catchiness with popularity. Yes. Because there are some songs which aren't popular, but are irritating catches as fuck and yeah. catches out hell and get in yeah. your head. Um, so there's that. But if it does turn out that a computer can churn out, take this formula, apply it to some generic, produce a number one hit without any kind of cultural context Mm. informing how that song charts and is perceived and and received by the audience, then like New Musicology as a branch uh, is, like, fucked.
1: They'll have done what Linkin Park are we trying to do for five albums?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because my focus is very much on culture and society having a key role in in music. Mm.
1: Um, it's, I think for me, it, it's all, like, I think there are certain chord progressions that when I hear them, it's kind of like, that's what, attracts me to a song and it's not even necessarily just in a particular key or whatever it's if you take that progression of chords and then transpose it into different keys it'll still get me it's always in you know it's always instrumental scores on soundtracks it's in a couple of songs that i really like and i kind of hear it all the time and it's that's that for me if i hear that immediately i associate with that song and i will like it regardless of who it's by so that's a kind of weird branch of it because that's not necessarily catchiness that's just, I don't know what, what
0: is a pleasing
1: progression of
0: chords It plays into some some aspects into identity and how music helps us form identity and mm. we, we tend to gravitate towards things that we like um, but with the argument of culture and societal influence again whilst 1B might be the catchiest song ever um, it did so well at the time because at the time it spoke to what was happening. It, sp- it had its finger on the pulse. It was the zeitgeist. It was the thing. and mm. um, It did so well as a result of that. Would it do so well today? Would it have done so well 20 years earlier than when it came out? Possibly not. So this is why I think a computer couldn't do it. Mm. This is why I also hope a computer couldn't do it. Well, so,
1: yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be able to. It's... it Yeah. Until you've cracked the kind of AI aspect, I don't think that computers are going to be able to do it. Yeah. Because I think what what a computer will digitise as being an amalgam of the catchiest things will likely be utterly unlistenable by yeah. the human ear. Yeah. Because that's the way these kind of things work, is they'll mash them together with a bunch of frequencies and go, there you go, that's the amalgam of those. And it will be something that you just cannot physically
0: listen to. It's true. It is true.
2: Good. Like the loading tape of
1: <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah.
0: That's cool. I just wanna you know
1: Either that or they'll just try and fuck us up and generate the brown note.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just wanna have a career in musicology going forward and like, be ruined <laughs> by this thing. So
1: <laughs> you know. Not have your job taken over by the machines.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Replaced by a small shell script, sir. Uh the last Bastion of any kind of academic work in music. <laughs> oh well, never mind. Um, cool, so. Yes, yeah, so that was that. But it was it was a lot of fun, and despite the pain in my knee, it was an awesome night. Cool. And I would definitely do it again.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. Well, yeah, I think we'll have to yeah. see if we can catch up with uh, Helen, with Helen and at, at the Sci Fi Weekend yeah, and yeah. have a chat with her about
0: it. She was great. Oh, it was so awkward beforehand because my workmate who went along. Um, he thought he recognised her as somebody else. He went up to speak to her and was like, oh, sorry, you, you're, you're not who I thought you were. So he just ended up running away from her. And then later on, we've been downstairs in the basement of the museum. And he was like, oh, God, she's the host. <laughs> but, yeah, pretty cool. Um, nice. Right, what are we going to wrap up with? Uh, Rocketman. Yes, mm, indeed. Yes. Tell us. Cool. Tell us all. So, Rocket Man is a two-part sci-fi web series um, I'm getting involved doing sound design and some onset sound for it I've seen the script it's wonderful it's a lovely story that speaks to more modern independent sci-fi in terms of, of its audience so it's kind of using the vastness of space as you if you will as like an allegory for the loneliness of the human condition. Um, inspired by the lyrics of Bowie and Elton John, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a sweet little script and a nice little, a nice little idea that I think will play out quite well. But obviously, to do so that, we need to raise some money. Indeed. So there is an IndieGoGo campaign. Uh, we'll put all the links in the show notes. They need we need to raise like fifteen hundred and twenty pounds, I think. Um, we're already like, over a third of the way there in a day, so that's great. That doesn't mean you should just not contribute, you should definitely contribute, because um, we want to build a spaceship. We want to build a full set. We want to do it old school, um, like Alien, with a close set of full sci-fi stuff. We've got a couple of really good places called uh, Scenery Salvage that we're gonna go check out and just rinse them for parts, but these parts cost money. Yeah and set building costs money Um, so yeah if you can help out it would be wonderful if you can help out financially, awesome if you can't, just help share the campaign
1: absolutely yeah. Yeah, it's all about sharing it and telling people about it yeah sweet
0: and I get to do some cool sound design because we've got a Rodeo who's the director has this working old school Super 8 camera (laughs) With clockwork parts. Cool. Nice. So I just get to play with that, record that, and make some cool sound design out of that. So, yeah, it'll all be awesome. Like, properly awesome. Cool. Cool.
1: And then hopefully we're doing some music video shoots as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll have to wait and see on that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're going to record your vocals at some point. Yeah. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, and what else, sir? Yeah, and, and yes, website update is there's going to be more stuff being added to the website before the Sci-Fi Weekend, and there's a whole bunch of social features that I've been working on that are going to be pretty much ready to deploy next week, I would imagine. So, yeah, cool. well, there'll be a bit of testing of that going on this week, and then it's all groovy mobile-first stuff, so everybody can surf it nicely on their phones.
0: Nice. Awesome. Right. Well, I think that's just about it for this show. Pretty much. Cool beans. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I've been Aidy. And until next time, take care and be excellent to each other.